This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really is Monday. We haven't been here for a Monday for two weeks, but today it's Monday. Today it is Monday. It is Monday. And this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer on vacation. Holly Roberts and I hang in with you. And, uh, you know, we would be remiss if we did not talk about some of the events that occurred over the weekend. Um, we knew. We knew the day that the queen died last week on Thursday, how the following days would unfold. Uh, in fact, we went in great detail with uh, what they called Operation London Bridge. So everything is unfolding. Would you look at that? Exactly according to plan. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happened over the weekend that got people talking was a what they call a walkabout. Uh not like, you know, in the Australian outback. No one's carrying a didgeridoo. No didgeridoo. No. Nary a didgeridoo was found. But a walkabout with, um, and this was a big deal, Harry and Meghan and William and Kate. The brothers and their brides. They have reunited. And it feels so good. Thank you, Peaches and Herb. But does it feel as good as a Peaches and Herb song? Do we know if Prince William and Prince Harry have made amends in their royal rift? So this is what I find so interesting about this. And we've we've talked about this a whole lot around the royal family. Um, We've talked a lot about how... In the midst of this time where uh, the queen has died, we look at them both as, you know, the royal family, sort of the firm. We are looking at um, what is a business in in many ways, mm-hmm. but they're a family also. Yeah. And so we're deeply entangled in both those sort of persona and how they cross over yeah one of the things at least for me the fascin one of the fascinations with the british royal family is how do people function as human beings within an institution like the british monarchy that has been around for hundreds of years how does one react to being in such a institution of power absolutely and and they they are always having to balance that along with normal family rifts. Now, coming from a family myself, Holly, you also come from a family. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> Families can be kind of messy. And complicated. And super complicated. And mm-hmm. in, in whose position is what, where. Um, those are those are themes that families across time and space have always dealt with. The royal family deals with it in the context of who they are as royals and what their roles are as royals. So there's it's it's complicated it's com it's com, I should say it's complex I wouldn't maybe say complex it's complex, um and we don't know everything, but there but trust, 
people are giving their opinions anyway. Oh, you don't say over on Look the World Wide Web. They sure people are. have opinions. They sure do. So and sharing them. The first thing you need to know is that, uh, you know, we have not seen the royals together in this way. The royal brothers, meaning William and Harry and their brides, for a couple of years. We did get a couple uh, messages from listeners who said, can you help un- us understand what the rift is? Uh-huh. And yes, but also no. Because we know what we think we know, but we, there's a lot going on under the surface that we don't know. Well, we know a lot of what, well, here, we know a lot of gossip. Yeah. We know a lot of hearsay. We know little bits and pieces via Prince Harry, Meghan Markle speaking publicly, but even then, they are not revealing all that happens between the two. They're very, right. very, um, diplomatic in the way that they talk about the relationship between William and Harry. They're not they're not giving anything away. So a lot of what we have to go on is based on sources yeah. close to the royal family. Yeah, and and basically I guess the upshot is that the 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 schism betwixt the two of them. Ooh, schism. Thank you. Has everything to do with Harry and Meghan's leaving the royal family. And their wishes to do so. And um, William being the, uh, you know, heir. Mm-hmm. And Harry being the spare. Yep. Just to put it real, you know, well, like in succinctly. The ro- in the royal um, line. So mm-hmm. now it's King Charles, then William, mm-hmm. then William's children, and then Harry. Yeah, but- so Harry's a real deep track when he- it comes to that. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a, yeah, he is fifth in line. So... You know, I think William obviously has a sense of duty. He sort of uh, has felt like his brother and Meghan. And then there's all this other hearsay about how people feel about Meghan within the royal family and how much Harry and Meghan have shared what goes on kind of behind the closed doors. That People aren't comfortable with that. Harry has a book coming out that is said to be pretty direct and possibly kind of explosive. And I think William is probably feeling a little betrayed by his brother. And so that's, I think that uh, all plays into whatever is going on between the two of them. But let me just tell you, some of the um, commentary after seeing the four of them together again after so long and knowing that there's some drama behind the scenes, it was really meant to create... um, a display of solidarity during what is a time full of grief for the royal family, but also for all of the people of the Commonwealth, right? Right. But people turn into body language experts real quick. Oh, I'm so glad that we have so much expertise at our fingertips on the internet. I mean, when you watch some of the still shots of them walking together, I'm just, I'll just say it. It's very clear that Harry and Meghan are holding hands together. They're slightly back, so there's a respect for William's um, well, he's a, place he's a, he's in an active the family. Working royal, right? Where Harry and Meghan mm, walked away from their senior royal duties back in March of 2020. Yep. So they're like hanging back, which is the right thing to do in that moment. But a lot of people like liking to point out that there is a real display of togetherness with Harry and Meghan and Kate and William. You could drive a truck between them. Oh yeah. And how they got into the, the 
car together that Harry helped Megan in and that Kate and William just like got into their spots. Like a lot of people reading between the lines. Sure. But that's what we do. That's what we do. My read between the lines as well. It may be perhaps a little less salacious, but William, Kate being senior working royals. They're on the job. They're on the job in a way that Harry and Megan are not. Mm -hmm. And they are displaying public displays of affection in a way that would mm, I'm not a royal expert right but I don't probably, even know the rules but I think that holding hands in public perhaps is not what the British royal family necessarily does according yes. to the protocols you're absolutely right though I think that that is one of the reasons why we have regarded Harry and Meghan's relationship slightly differently because they've always been a little bit more publicly affectionate and it's not because they love each other more necessarily. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not there. But my sense of that is that that has to do with their agreement for how they're going to publicly present themselves as not senior royals. Where the senior royals, you'll see none of them really do that. No. Because it is kind of part of their protocol. Yeah. Because they're working. And they're, Much and like they're I don't, when I'm working, make out with my husband. Well, that's really nice, Colleen. (laughs) I'm glad that you're very considerate of boundaries in the workplace. (laughs) Just saying. So we deconstructed William and Harry's body language, so to speak. To the best of our ability. To the best of our abilities. That happened over the weekend. Something else that I think we need to uh, wrap up in this Royal Roundup segment. We need to figure out what the heck is happening With Queen Elizabeth's corgis. Isn't that the thing that people really want to know? Isn't that what the people want to know? Can I be real? I actually care more about that than I do just about anything else. Well, yes. The the sweet, lovable dogs. What are we doing with the pups? Of Queen Elizabeth II. Well, they're going with Fergie Ferg. That would be Sarah Ferguson. Mm -hmm. Oh. And Prince Andrew. So they're going back. Was this predetermined? It must have been only because it was Prince Andrew who gave his mother, Queen Elizabeth II, two puppies last year, uh, Fergus and Muick, I think is the way that you say the name, kind of like a Buick, but with an M, in an attempt to cheer her up while Prince Philip was in the hospital. So Andrew gifted the queen several corgis because she had stopped breeding them as she Mm -hmm. was kind of, uh, you know, wrapping up things here in the mortal realm. She decided that she was going to stop breeding her corgis. There's a whole lineage of corgis that mm-hmm. date back to when Queen Elizabeth was a child that she has had throughout her entire life. Um, but they will be staying with the Duke and Duchess of York, even which, though they're not together. I, okay, which is that's like a whole other like gossip side dish that I love to explore, oh. which is that Fergie, the ex-wife of William or yeah, no, sorry. Ex-wife of Prince Andrew. Yes. They live together still. Yes, they still live together, even though they're not in a relationship with each other. But who knows that? Again, that's just gossip and hearsay. They See, might that's be, the book I want to read. They might be refreshing in their own, uh, uh, you know... Who knows what they're up to? business. We don't know what they get up to, yeah. but we do know that they're going to be raising these corgis together. Yeah, we do know that, and... Uh, 
What's happening today over in the UK is that all four royal siblings are uh, walking in Edinburgh, Scotland mm. in a procession. Prince Andrew is not wearing his military uniform. because well, he can't. Because he can't. Because Buckingham Palace confirmed today that only working members of the royal family who hold military rank will wear military uniforms to the Queen's memorial event. Mm. And oh, Andrew is not a working member of the royal family. Mm. Mm. Would you look at that? Yeah, but he is wearing his medals. He's like, oh, I'm here too. Right, like I exist. Can I, I, one more quick, this is the quickest ever thing. The only other like headline that I saw over the weekend that grabbed me and moved me almost to tears was the video of Princess Anne curtsying to her mother's coffin as it went by. I got goosebumps and I got weepy. And if ever there was a display of just unending respect, I just thought that was so beautiful. That's all. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you for that royal roundup. Woo-hoo. And now when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're getting back to Hollywood where we're going to get all the dirt with a dirt alert after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts is here with all of the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. What's up, Halls? Oh, Colleen, Britney Spears was busy on Instagram over the weekend. Boy, was she. She was posting. She was deleting. She was doing all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Videos, pictures, you name it. Britney Spears posted it. Well, one of the things that Britney Spears said over the weekend on her Instagram account is that she'll probably never perform again. Take that for what it's worth. I mean... Because I don't take it for anything. I guess, yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that because I agree in the sense that, like, I don't know. I, I feel like any time a person says, I will never do X, Y, Z again, mm-hmm. I, I I feel like that is a, that might be their intention in the moment. Yeah. But the door is still open, right? Right. And she's also dealing in a lot. I mean, she's got a lot going on right now. And I just feel like that is an absolutely appropriate reaction to where she is in time and space right now. Well, and that's why she put probably never perform again. So she put that caveat on her message. And I accept that message with a lot of trepidation only because Britney Spears, she has a very stream of consciousness relationship Mm -hmm. with Instagram. And like you said, Colleen, she posts things, she deletes things. She posts things, deletes things, takes off Instagram, then she comes back on. Then she does all these things. And so at this point, you just receive whatever message Britney Spears has to say Mm -hmm. at the time. And understanding that... That's nice. That's nice. (laughs) We'll see. So I'm... mm, well, let's talk in a couple yeah. of years. And I, I mean, I want to be really clear when I say that I'm not saying that I don't believe her, that that's her intention right now. Oh, yeah. I, like, I trust and believe that that is how she feels right now. And that's fine. But, right. you know, having lived life myself and seen other people live lives, I, I it is. I people you are empowered to change your mind. Yeah. Taking an absolutist stance on yeah. anything. I mean, even that, I'm like, I don't know if I can absolutely do that. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Over the weekend, Harry Styles accepted his first acting award of the season uh, for his role, not in Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, you don't say. But for his other movie that's debuting this award show season, My Policeman. Okay, so this is the one. uh, It's funny to me because this is the one I feel like we should be hearing more about because by all accounts, 
it is a more it features him in a more artistic and acty role. Yes. So my policeman made his debut at the Toronto Film Festival uh, over the past week. And not only did he receive an award for his acting, but the cast of my policeman received the ensemble award at the festival's tribute awards last night. And Harry Styles accepted and he was very soft spoken. He just said, thank you so much to everyone here. We all love working on this film so much and we hope that you enjoy it. Hmm. So the press for my policeman rolling out in a calmed a strategic manner, unlike the debacle of Don't Worry Darling. Which, that is the unfortunate piece, right? Is because everybody, if you hear Harry Styles' movie, the first movie that's going to come to mind is Don't Worry Darling, which we don't know anything about the actual movie. All we know is about all the drama behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde not really getting along. Shia LaBeouf enters the chat and then leaves the chat and then (laughs) re-enters the chat. And then there's the whole like spit gate situation. Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine, but ask me what the plot of the movie is. What's the plot of the movie, Colleen? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So the movie's getting a lot of a press, and if it can't perform outside of an initial weekend curiosity box office factor, then I think that movie's just going to be remembered for the press debacle that has been unfolding for the past (laughs) month. Um, Other people who were honored over the weekend at the Toronto Film Festival, so look out for some of these names during awards season. Brendan Fraser... For his role in The Whale. I read a headline that essentially said the buzz about The Whale is 100% earned. Mm-hmm. That this re- that it really is no stretch to say that he very well could be considered for Oscars. Yeah, and this is a comeback vehicle for Brendan Fraser of sorts. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole narrative that we've talked about going right. on with Brendan Fraser, his career. Uh, other people honored. Michelle Yo, we got to look out for her. I bet she's going to be getting a lot of award nominations awesome. this year. Awesome. So, yeah, the awards season. Kicking off. It's happening. Speaking of, the Emmys are tonight. Tonight, you guys. Oops. Oops is right. I read an article over the weekend, Colleen, about the Emmys and giving some analysis. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Emmys. I'm like, when are those? Tonight. I panicked, honestly, because (laughs) no, because I saw a headline about the Emmys yesterday and it was Sunday and I am used to awards shows being on Sunday nights. Yes. And I thought, oh my gosh, are the Emmys on and I'm missing them? No. No. The reason that the Emmys are on Monday night is because... Sunday night football. Happens. Right. And so we cannot interrupt Sunday night football. No, that is a crime. That would be a crime. Now, the Emmys uh, live on NBC, 7 o'clock local time, if you want to start watching some red carpet coverage. Yeah, you should check my fantasy Emmy draft, too. It's re- I'm just kidding. That's a bunch of lies. Not a Why thing. are you lying to us? I, because I'm just <laughs> thinking about how my, my family was all about their fantasy football draft yesterday. And I'm like, what about my fantasy Emmys? And then they were I don't like, have them. Yeah, you're I don't fine. Have that. Bra, mom. Duh. <laughs> Bra, mom. Duh. Don't, don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, red carpet coverage. You can check out that over on E beginning at noon local time. Holy no, bucket. No, four. Sorry. Okay. I have I to thought... translate from Pacific time. I have okay. to go. I have to go forwards, not backwards. Okay, and so then you. the official red carpet kicking off at 5 p.m. on NBC. So thank uh, God, because no. I thought noon. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But don't think for one second people aren't already getting ready right now. Oh, people are getting ready. The glam squads are out and about in Hollywood. Yeah, they're doing their and thing. If you don't have NBC, if you don't have bunny ears of your own mm-hmm. at home, you can also live stream the Emmys over on Peacock, yep. the NBC streaming service. They make it easy for you. Yes, they want they do. you to watch the Emmys. And we're going to be talking about those a little later in the show. Don't you worry about that.
And Jennifer Lawrence, uh, she's talking all about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You know, she's trying to be just like us. That relatable Jennifer Lawrence. She is sharing yeah. her opinion on some of the cast of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, including Erica Jane, who she calls, quote, evil. Wow. Listen, I do. I This is actually my favorite version of Jennifer Lawrence. The Dorito one. Dorito dust Jennifer yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, who I'm like, okay. But I also am like, do I, I don't know how much of it I buy, but when she starts to talk about it for real, I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, Jennifer Lawrence bit her big beefs with this season. You may agree with her. You may not. But she said, my biggest problem with this season is that it's just been very boring. And I think Erica is evil. Wow. I would go so far to say as she needs a publicist ASAP. Some would argue, Jennifer Lawrence, you also need a pub. Well, she does have a publicist because we've been trying to get a career comeback for Jennifer Lawrence. Forever. Her new movie, Consway, she produced it. The first movie of her production company is going to be on Apple TV Plus in about a month. Which is why we keep hearing from her right thank now. Thank you. When we return, and by the way, Holly, thank you for that dirt alert. Oh, thank you. Holly is going to bring us some pop culture mysteries to attempt to solve When we come back, uh, we call them blind items, and uh, hopefully we'll call them solved. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Oh, we've got the pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Grant has joined the chat. Hey, guys. Hi, Grant, because he's going to help me solve these pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. Blinded by the items. Oh, hot and fresh celebrity gossip mysteries this Monday afternoon. It's a Monday. This one has been revealed, so we know who this is about. This illiterate permanent A-list rapper, who doesn't go by that illiterate name when performing, oh. has finished the book for his musical. Mm. He's motivated to get that Tony Award and claim an EGOT. Let's say Marshall Mathers, Mathers yeah. Yeah. Eminem. I'd be here for that. Me too. Right? So Eminem, Marshall Mathers, real name. He's finished the book for his musical because Eminem is motivated to get that Tony Award and claim an EGOT. Watch out, Liza Minnelli. Oh, my goodness. That would be cool. What do you, what is it? Do we know what it's going to be called or what it is called? Mom's Spaghetti. (laughs) I don't like to think of of Mom's Spaghetti ever since he kind of ruined it for us. Um, the Slim Shady story. Yeah, here for that. Hi, uh, my name hi, is. Hi, my name is. There you go. Hi, yeah, hi my, my name, name is, is. The Slim Shady story. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Who knows what it would, I don't, we have no indication on what this would be about. It, we don't know if it's going to be like the Marshall Mathers story or if this is some kind of musical that integrates the music of Eminem. Right. Good point. Like Jagged Little Pill, the Alanis yes. Morissette one. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That like My Name Is came out, what, like 97, 98? Uh-huh. That's like almost 25 years ago. And But, you know, the other thing I think about, listen, I say you can have whatever opinion you want of him as a human being. Oh, yeah. He is so talented. Beyond talented. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Nope. No question. All Love right, so you guys will be I'm going in. to Broadway. I yeah. will. I'm in for that one. Yeah, put, uh, I'll pre-order my ticket right now. Okay, great. Thanks. Get on that. Let's solve another one. Thank you. Blinded by the item. Oh, let's, um, let's solve this next one. You would think that with all the cameras running during filming, that at least one of them would have caught the actions of the ghost <gasps> of this permanent A-list actress. Somehow the cameras were always turned off or pointed in the wrong direction. It's incredible what lengths the streaming service is going to get 
going to go to get people to watch their new biopic. Okay, so first of all, there's a ghost involved. Yes. Of an A-list actress. A permanent A-list actress. Who goes? On the movie set. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we talking like the Marilyn Monroe, Monroe situation? Yeah. Yes, ding. No way. Yes. That was the only thing I could think of, too. Yeah, Yeah, because Anna de Armas was talking at the Venice Film Festival ah. about how she felt the ghost of Marilyn mm. Monroe's presence on the set of her movie Blonde. Oh, jeez. Okay. 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 So w- the blind item says, that's crap. Yeah. You think with all the cameras rolling mm-hmm. or anything happening that if there was a legitimate supernatural phenomena event yeah. on the set of Blonde, somebody yeah. Yeah. would be able to corroborate the story. Story. Interesting. That's taking method acting to a whole new level, it, right there. Yeah, like, I could feel her presence. Which I, I mean, I get it, right? Like you have to do what you have to do in order to embody a legend. Yes, yes, but I mean, listen, we've contacted the ghost of Whitney Houston on oh, yeah. this show, so mm-hmm. I'm just saying. All right, mm-hmm. well, yeah. whatever you got to do. True. <laughs> whatever you. That was do. nice of you yeah. to say. Okay, <laughs> let's do another one. Sure helped ratings. Let's uh, let's uh, get get inside and think about this next celebrity okay. gossip mystery. Intuit this. It is nice that a new generation is being informed by the reality star slash actor slash porn star about the big reality family. NT lawyer even learned something new. Oh, NT lawyer thought the illiterate star and her sister stole at most $200,000, not almost $1 million. That would have been a much longer jail sentence. Making a porn instead was a no-brainer. Yeah, that's Ray J. Mm. Talking about Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah, dang. so this is yeah. a story that goes far deeper, I think, than people realize on the surface, mm-hmm. which is what they meant to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, people are showing up with some receipts lately. And the people are named Ray J mm-hmm. because there's okay, Holly, fill in the blank. And then if you can draw the picture the best to the best of your ability of what all goes on around this. So into lawyer says it's nice that a new generation is being informed by Ray J about the Kardashians and anti lawyer even learned something new. Now, anti lawyer thought Kim Kardashian and one of her sisters, I'm not sure which one. I can't remember. I think Either it's Courtney, Courtney or Chloe. I think it's Courtney. Yeah. Uh, stole at most $200,000, not almost a million dollars from the Norwood family. That would be Ray Brandy J's. and Ray J. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, NT Lawyer says that would have been a much longer jail sentence, so making a porn instead was a no-brainer. So what I'm... Mm. Mm, my intuition about this mm-hmm. blind item, what NT Lawyer perhaps is alluding to yes. is that... Making, releasing, distributing this porn was a way to make amends Payback. for all the funny money stuff happening between the Norwood family and the Kardashian family saying, <laughs> hey, let's call it a day. Oh. Well, you maybe allegedly supposedly committed all this credit card fraud against the Norwood family, Kardashian mm-hmm. sisters. So in order not to go to jail and to get authorities involved in any more ways than we have to, let's just, you know settle this wow. uh, so, outside of the law yeah did, did you know grant about the that's the money read. being stolen yeah i'm here I for that reason no i didn't know that's see, yeah I, see that's no. like an arm of the story that people don't necessarily know much that's about amazing isn't that wild really wild. but it totally reshuffles your perspective of what 
what the reasoning behind the incentives were. Yep, the exactly. Yes. Now yeah. it changes my whole perspective of Chris. I always thought it was just some like you know thing she did to get her kid's name out there, but no. Yeah, they, it's this is a whole nother. It's deeper side than of it. that. Yeah, way deeper. Yeah. Because here's the headline from February fourth, two thousand eight. Okay. When you do a little googling, Brandy's mom, Kim Kardashian, abused my credit card. Now, Brandy's mom, who also served as her manager at the time, alleges that Kim and her siblings spent $120,000 without permission. This was a suit that yeah. was brought and filed against Kim Kardashian. Wow. Naming Chloe, Courtney, and Robert Jr., which would be poor Rob, mm-hmm. alleges they ran up <laughs> charges on uh, the card in 2006 and 2007. And in the suit, they asked for return of the money plus 10% interest. So... The gossip, the blind item read is like, okay, well, maybe we'll just do this porn and part of the settlement of that will, you know. Just keep s- it under the just, rug. Yeah. Swipe Sun it under the rug. Wow. That is, this money. To keep that out of court and to keep that out of the law's hands. Think about if that would have gone the other way, where right. Kim's life would have gone, maybe. You know, like. Right. By. Who knows? The empire may not even been there. Listen, we could go. We could go all directions with that. Right. Yeah, like if they would have never. I mean, where would she have been if she would have been. Convicted of uh, convicted that. of that, yeah. But then also, what would have happened if they would have never done the sex tape? Like, wh- we wouldn't have the Kardashians as we yeah. know them. Right. And one, I mean, there's so many sliding doors moments. Yeah, and yeah. Kim Kardashian at one point in time. So according to this lawsuit, before we move on, Sonia Norwood is the name of Brandy and Ray J's mom. Uh, alleged that Kim Kardashian had only been authorized in 2004 to make one purchase on the Norwood American Express card in Kim's then capacity as a stylist mm-hmm. for Brandy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's juicy. Remember, that's where she began. She was a stylist for Paris Hilton, even though they were really close friends also. Mm-hmm. And that's where she started kind of... Infiltrating that. Yeah. Yeah. And she would do anything to be in front of the camera. Yeah. I mean, you would always see her out in front of the camera, even though she was virtually a nobody. nobody. Yeah. Wow. Mm, You're digging deep. I like I it. I know. it's That's what we do. What that's do we have next? Let's do one more. Blinded by the item. Oh, okay. One more. A celebrity gossip mystery. At one point this week, this former, this week being last week, because this was on Friday. Mm-hmm. At one point in the last week, this former housewife was stopped from photoshopping photos of one of her children out on a date with this A-plus slash A-list actor. Oh, Stopped from photoshopping. Mm-hmm. Like meaning they weren't actually out on a date or they were out on a date and she was trying to photoshop pictures of it. Um, well, there is gossip. Okay. That these two are getting to know each mm. other. There's a source over at People three minutes ago. So clearly mm. somebody has an agenda of pushing this story forward. Okay. Now, if you were to believe NT lawyer, it would be the female's mother in this budding relationship oh goodness gracious okay is it uh is it harry hamlin and lisa rinna's daughter no yeah that was the only um, one i could think of i know I would, you would know the daughter more than you would the housewife okay and i say that with this room in mind okay, okay. because she's a model she's a okay. very famous model yeah is it one of the hadids yes is it gigi yeah, it is gigi okay she's recent she's getting to know Leo. hold on i know this yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo, yes. yes i remember reading that on friday yes yeah. Ooh. yeah go. okay so, fill that blank and what nt lawyer is saying is at one point last week yolanda hadid 
was stopped from photoshopping photos of Gigi Hadid out on a date with Leonardo DiCaprio. Instead, taking the source close to folks Uh. angle over at People (laughs) Magazine. This headline just dropped, but minutes ago, Leonardo DiCaprio and Gigi Hadid are getting to know each other, says source. A.K.A. Mom. mom. <laughs> Bra mom. Bra mom. Okay. Mom. okay. I well, wish that worked for us here. Like, hey, mom, you want to call up TMZ and yeah, just right? let them know I'm just going to work know today? I'm going to do some stuff. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, Grant, thank you for helping out. Thank you for walking me along that journey of the Kardashians. Well, I have a whole new view of that I whole know. sex tape. Wow. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got a little mystery to solve around Tori Spelling. And her migraines and her children. What? Just tune in. We'll try to solve it after this on My Talk 1071. Well, you know, Tori Spelling has long been a mystery to us on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yes. And uh, that is not changed uh, because she continues to be an enigma wrapped in a puzzle, wrapped in a mystery. Um, you know, should we get the Cobra gang together for this? Hey, let's do it. Why not? Whenever there's trouble, without the double, we're the Cobra gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time, we're the Cobra gang. The mystery this afternoon, why we have convened the Cobra gang together. I have a question for you, Colleen. You're a parent. And so I want your perspective on this story regarding Tori Spelling and her children. Here's the headline. I'll do my best. (laughs) Well, you know what? It's the best we can do. That's right. So this story was published uh, uh, on People Magazine over the weekend. Tori Spelling reveals one of her kids faced bullying on the first day of school, saying, I'm here for them. Tori Spelling shares what it's like helping her children navigate, navigate bullying while discussing her partnership with Nurtech OTD. Which, by the way, is the migraine medicine that she is shilling for. This is the whole reason why she reunited with her estranged husband, Dean McDermott. Yes. It was like, quick, we need a reason for Tori Spelling to be in the headlines. First, she tried having this strained relationship with her husband, Dean McDermott. Now, whether or not that was rooted in truth and reality... I suppose, really, that's their secret. But the optics were that they were having hard times. They were on the outs. We saw her going to the law office with a legal pad that had notes about her divorce and getting, like, shavings for her pig pen in the backyard. And I say that literally. No, truly. So we went through that experience. Now they're back together. And then now Tori Spelling is talking about one of her children being bullied at school as part of her migraine medication branding experience. Okay, so I listen, I've got thoughts. I got hot takes. Great. My first hot take is this. Tori Spelling, she's that person you know. Um, everybody has this person who's like, I need to fit in better. And so I'm going to do what everybody else is doing. Only they do it totally all wrong and inauthentically you know what i mean yeah because it's not coming from a place of their truth right right 
It's like a comedic role in a movie where the woman is like, I got to fit in with the ladies at the gym. And so she buys all of the gym clothes and then goes to the gym, but hasn't ever worked out. Right. And like, you know, gets tangled up in the bands on the machines. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's who Tori Spelling is. Tori Spelling is the Hydrox to the A-list celebrities. (laughs) Oreos. She is the Zesta Cracker. To the premium label. (laughs) Yes. She is. I mean, you could go on for days. Uh This is Tori Spelling. And so here what she's doing is she's like, like other people are getting a piece of this big pie. Now, I do feel a little bit sad for Tori Spelling because I think she was raised without a a major human skill set because of the fact that she was raised by Aaron Spelling and they had like you know, oodles and oodles of money. And she didn't learn how to life. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, there was a degree of Nepo baby. Yes. To Tori Spelling, meaning that hmm, the probability that Tori Spelling would have been cast as Donna in Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. It's pretty slim. Yeah. Had she not been a descendant of the creator. Yeah. The other of the show, not like <laughs> we all are descendants of the creator. Oh, that's nice. But but the thing about Tori is that she was raised and didn't get the life skill set. Like she didn't get to go to the class that the rest of us went to called the school of hard knocks. Mm-hmm. And then when her father died, he had disinherited her. So like all of that would be fine had she gotten a piece of the pie. But what it ended up happening is they left no pie for her. So now she has none of the skills that the regular like school of hard knocks graduates have. And she has no money to try to back up the fact that she doesn't have those skills. So she's trying to hustle in the best way she can. But it's like not the the playing field is all messy. So she's trying to figure this out. And she's just going about it all cattywampus because nothing feels genuine. And the worst part of it is that now she's and this is the thing about her. She will stop at nothing, which means even if it's throwing her own child out there as fodder to help her get her grips on this endorsement. Yeah, because bringing your kids, their bullying into this conversation first struck me as, well, you're breaking some parent-child confidentiality. Yeah, the Do only they, time it, I would it, say that's okay is if in, if her kids did give her permission. Well, we don't even know which kid it is yeah. because she's like, okay, well, I'm going to talk about this, but I'm going to be private about it. So I'm not going to name which one of my kids was subjected to bullying mm-hmm. on their first day of school. But by the way, I'm going to be having this conversation while discussing this migraine medication that I am now endorsing, I mean, Nurtec OTD. She... Tori Spelling has become the bootleg. Yes. Chloe Kardashian. And I, I mean that. Here's why. The evidence. Exhibit A. Tori Spelling looks like Chloe Kardashian yeah. now. It's like she went to the um, you know, the makeup store and said, I want to look like Chloe. She went to the place where she gets her injectables and is like, I want the Chloe special. Yep. That's great. Chloe. Also endorses Nurtec OTD, the same exact medication. Mm-hmm. So Tori Spelling was like, okay, great. I can do that for you, but for cut rate prices, probably. <laughs> and doing this also. Oh, gosh. It, oh, hate to say it, but it does show that the Kardashian Jenners have a certain finesse in the way that they present themselves to the world, well, in the yeah. way that they present their children to the world, in a way where this headline 
breeds very clunky to me with Tori spelling. And well, I'm like, ooh, this is like, ooh, what? Ugh. Yeah, but it's true, though. The Kardashians do have a finesse and a savvy. And part of that is because they, I mean, I'm not going to say they came from the bottom, but they did come from not where they are now, meaning they had to they had to start with the hustle. She's like retro hustling. Yeah. Right. Because she was born with the silver spoon and then had it taken away. They had to earn their silver spoon. She had it first. And now she's chasing. And it. now she's chasing it, trying to get it back. And so you're right. There is a finesse because they've worked to get where they are. She's trying to grab hold of where she has been. And figure out how to stay there. She's like, here, I'll talk about my children. Oh, I'm not going to tell you which one, but it's like I'm a caring parent. Meanwhile, I have headaches. And I'm cashing a check uh, yeah. to talk about Yeah, it. it's just, it's all sorts of awkward. Oh, Tori. Poor Tori. Poor Tori, indeed. Ooh. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, the Emmys are on tonight. Wait, what? Yeah, they're on tonight, you guys. What? So you got to get ready. Here's what to expect and why they might be a little bit of a womp womp. We'll tell you why after this on My Talk 1071.